Well, it looks like Vegas changed its mind about Auburn's quarterback battle. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blogger. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy War Rapport Wednesday to all who celebrate as we are joined by Mike G of the War Rapport. And Mike, yesterday uh, on the show here, we discussed the shocking opening lines mm. that we saw from a few sports books over in Vegas with Robbie Ashford opening as the favorite over Peyton Thorne when looking at the lines to win Auburn's quarterback job. It opened with Robbie as a favorite at minus 140 and Thorne at plus 100. And then every Auburn fan caught on to this and they acted. And then Vegas responded by drastically shifting the lines. And now they have Peyton Thorne by an even larger favorite than what Robbie was to Peyton to open things up. And so they've got Peyton Thorne now as minus 200 Robbie Ashford at plus 150 because the big question was, are we missing something? And I guess the way Vegas responded is, no, I think everything you're hearing, everything we're discussing, Peyton Thorne is expected to be Auburn's starter. Yeah, look, you and I have talked about this ad nauseum about Peyton Thorne and how he is. Yes. They, didn't bring him, they didn't bring him in to sit. They didn't bring him in to sit. So uh, right. bringing him in raises the floor in the, in the QB room. You go from 2,000 yards passing to almost 2,700 yards passing as a floor, Zach. Mm-hmm. That, those numbers are really, really good at Auburn historically. Uh, not a lot of quarterbacks have hit the 2,700-2,800 yard mark over their careers, even in the better seasons. So uh, bringing Peyton Thorne in was a strategical move by Hugh Freeze to give himself right. an insurance policy against not having this QB uh, starter possibly already on the roster and having a guy with P5 experience that comes in and has played in big games. Peyton Thorne has played against Michigan, right? He's played these big games and, you know, he uh, he's part of 11 and two squad. Mm-hmm. Now you can't, you can't understate any of that. So if he doesn't win the job and you and I said this, Robbie Ashford wins this job. We should feel really good about Robbie Ashford because we think that Peyton Thorne will, will start. But if he doesn't, I think Hugh Freeze is going to – I still think Hugh Freeze is going to play the best guy. Yeah, we all want him to. Like, if Robbie wins the job, give it to Robbie. If Peyton wins the job, mm. give it to Peyton. We all think, and now Vegas agrees, that Peyton is the favorite to win the job. But I do think it is interesting that it's been narrowed down to two. I right. mean, Holden is not a part of this conversation, it seems like, at all, despite – Coach Freeze kind of giving folks a 10-day timeline to go from three to two. It seems like we're already there, but I'm all for, you know, giving people a little bit of a chance, at least to kind of crack the rotation. And boy, it'd be interesting if Holden did make the top two. Boy, would that be a fascinating conversation um, later in the fall camp. But it seems like it's going to be these two early. And now the thing is, how quickly can they make a decision? You know, the practice starts next Tuesday or Wednesday, the second. When did we decide that was? We talked about that beforehand. So that would be next Wednesday, a week from today. And it's like, can you decide who your starting quarterback is in two weeks? 
He's like, I don't know. Like, probably not, right? And so then how many weeks of prep are you really giving the starter? Mm. Um, how solidified is this race going into that game against UMass? I don't know. I don't know. But if you're Hugh Freeze, you got to think you got to do it sooner rather than later. Well, I think it's it, I think it's pertinent to ask the question, does Hugh Freeze have to have a bona fide starter game one? That's a great question. That's a great or question. Can he go into game one and get a feel for both quarterbacks, given who they play game one, Zach, and try mm -hmm. to figure this out? So, I mean, you travel to Cal the second game of the season, you come back with another cupcake. You know, does he do you do you just try to get this figured out by game four, which is Texas AM in College Station? You know, is that is that the goal for Hugh Freeze here? Because it might depend media, on how you feel about Cal. Right. So listen, I at media days, I asked Hugh Freeze a two-sided question. He tried to dodge the second part of my question, and I was like, Robbie Ashford and Peyton Thorne. <laughs> <laughs> True story. That's what I did. I don't want to let him get away with it. And my my question was simply with Peyton Thorne coming in in the fall. In a Hugh Free system, mm. how realistic is it that he can make up ground? Because make no mistake, even despite us saying that we think he's going to start, he's still got ground to make up, Zach. You missed the whole spring. This is a new team. Now, he's right. throwing in the summer, but, I mean, he hasn't practiced. They haven't coached him a single mm. practice. So I think it's foolish to write Robbie off completely because you don't know. He could come in and he, could, he might have a bad spring. I'm sorry, bad fall camp. He could have a mediocre fall camp or something that keeps this thing closer than he would like. And Hugh Free says, I'm going to go with the incumbent that has played with these receivers, has played with this team, played with these running backs. And then we'll see how it goes from there. So I, I, I'm not convinced that it's that he has to have a, a starter game one. I, I think, ideally, for the peace of everyone involved, you would like yeah. to have a starter game one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you need one game, too. I, I'm, I'm fine giving you that for game one, but going on the road to the other side of the country to, to Cal, a yeah. team that believes in itself with Cal. I mean, they brought in a lot of transfers. There's some positive buzz when you about Cal when you talk to folks in the Pac-12. Whether it's justified or not, no clue. No clue. But as far as the energy around that fan base, is, it, it's there. You know, they, they, they seem to think that they've got a good squad coming in. And you know the folks on the West Coast would love to beat a team from the SEC. And so, Absolutely. you know, you're going to get Cal's best week two, which is part of it, right? And Cal's going to get Auburn's best next year when, when they come in. This is part of these fun, you know, um, home-and-home situations, you know, with non-conference opponents. We saw it with Penn State um, the last few seasons. But I just – I feel better going into that game – if I've got a guy that started at a big time college football program for two seasons versus Robbie, just because I, I don't know, we don't really know what Robbie is at this point because he was given such a bad situation a year ago. So I feel a little bit better if it's Peyton, but once again, if Robbie can choose to, you know, if he can get it all together and get that arm accuracy up just a little bit in those leadership traits, then you feel great about it. But I, I think I, I, that leap may be too big to make in the next few weeks. Well, short to intermediate passes is his line of fire that he has to cross, Zach. No he's question. Gotta, he's got to get those short to intermediate passes accurate and on point. And if he can do that, uh, you know, he can be a 
force in this league at a quarterback if you I'm add his athleticism and his already great deep ball. He already throws a great deep ball. We've seen mm-hmm. it. We've seen it over and over again. He was one of the best deep ball throwers in the country last year, even with a hurt shoulder. So he's got to get healthy. He's and not great deep ball receivers. Yeah, I mean, facts. Uh, yeah. He's, he's got to get healthy. Uh, he's got to figure out the leadership piece. And he's got to take his game to the next level. You get so few chances at this level. I think the other question that fans need to consider, uh, does not having a starter by game one mean that Hugh Freeze may go to a 2QB system? How how often and how long does Hugh Freeze rotate quarterbacks? Is that in the is that in the cards? Now he did an interview with Feinbaum. They talked about he talked about that it can work depending yeah. on how the guys take it and you know how it's coached and and, and a myriad of other factors. But uh, we saw the two QB thing at the beginning of last year, mm-hmm. and it wasn't great. And there was an admission by a staff member to me that they should have probably gone to Robbie sooner than they did. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder how how long is Hugh Freeze going to play around with this thing, man, in the first three games? And, you know, what is he looking for? What does he need to see to go to one guy and say, this is my guy? And does Robbie Ashford or Peyton Thorne have a role regardless of whether the other wins the job or not? All questions yeah. we need to look for in, in the first couple of games. His quote on Feinbaum was, quote, do I think it's possible to play two and win? I mm-hmm. do, actually, if they handle it the right way. Someone's going to have to be the starter, and someone is going to have to be the guy you depend on in the fourth quarter. So yep. we'll certainly see how all that transpires. <laughs> that, that's interesting. Is the starter the same guy you depend on in the fourth quarter? I think so, right? <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. why so would they be different? You that, know, that's what I was thinking when I heard it. But you know, is does he have in his mind that he's got a closer and a quarterback that will come in in the fourth quarter? Where <laughs> I hope ever- whoever wins the job wins it, and that's it. I, right. I don't I don't need any of this drama. I don't need this polarizing conversation to continue. Mm-hmm. Let them let them battle it out. Whoever wins the job, props to them. Let's get behind the winner. I think that's what it needs to be. What does a successful season for Evaldo Fairweather look like this upcoming mm-hmm. season? We discuss in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs these days, every potential hire can feel like a high stakes decision for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You don't want a potato famine at your place of business. You want to get folks to come in and do the work and do the job that you hired them to do. So head over to LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Happy War Report Wednesday. Mike G of the War Report hanging out with us. Rivaldo Fairweather, the FIU transfer tight end that Auburn fans are very, very excited about. You're excited about him to see what he does this fall camp. What are realistic expectations as far as what a successful season for Rivaldo Fairweather could look like? Is it a 500-yard season through the air? Do you need more than that? Would that be almost a bummer when you talk about what Hugh Freeze is bringing offensively and the upside that Rivaldo has, where are you in this? Uh, well, let's talk about what the last tight end did. And, uh, you know, I thought J- John Samuel Schenker was a pretty good tight end, Zach. Um, there weren't a ton of opportunities in the last system 
uh, mm-hmm. for anybody who caught the ball to show off their skills. So John Samuel Shanker was the fourth leading receiver on this team. Uh, if you look at targets, um, he had 35 targets for 21 receptions, um, 203 yards at 9.7 yards per catch and one touchdown. So 21 receptions for 203 yards and one touchdown. What does a successful season look like for Rivaldo Fairweather? I think that's got to be somewhere between four and 600 yards. And yeah. ideally for a talent like him, if you've watched this tape, if you've watched what a monster he is going over the middle, and this is why in the pre- previous segment we talked about Robbie Ashford on those short to intermediate passes. Well, those over the middle passes as well, too. Rivaldo, if you throw lasers over the middle, he's going to go get it. He's going to go get it, and he's going to make the first guy miss, and he's going to get 10 yards upfield. She's got to throw an accurate pass. And that's what I expect Rivaldo, why I expect Rivaldo Fairweather to have one of the best seasons if the quarterbacks can get it together that we've seen from a tight end in quite some time. Yards after catch are going to be monster for him. So, so that's interesting. I think he's better before he gets the ball. I think he's better with routes and with his ability to jump and stay in the air. I talked about this before. He like floats mm-hmm. when he goes up to get the ball. Incredible athlete. Wit, sure. And I'm not saying he's bad at this, but I am saying like I think he's better before he gets the ball than after. So I don't I don't think he's gonna be a yak guy. Really? Listen, his catch and no. stiff arm is one of the best I've ever seen, man. Like, listen, he'll catch the ball, get that thing in. Based off of FIU stuff. I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah, I just yeah, but but if you could play, you could play, man. Listen, I'm with you. Part, I'm with part you. of part of being a big boy is is that you big boy, little boys, when you get the ball. <laughs> So he said, FIU, man, I get it. Put it on a T-shirt. I love that. I, I get it, man. Like, listen, if you're playing with the little giants, you get run over because that's still what it is, man. It's, it's, it, so he was a man amongst boys. and, and Part of being like a big boy is that you big boy, little boys, when you've got the ball. Is that what you just said? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> so, I'm dead. But, yeah, I, I look, 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 Rivaldo Fairweather is a great, you know, it still takes talent. It still takes talent to catch the yeah. ball and not go down on first contact after you catch the ball. He finds a way to stay on his feet and get mm-hmm. upfield, and he finds that scene, that crease. Uh, uh, and he's that first cut after he catches the ball, he's so good at it, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. I think that if the quarterbacks can throw him an accurate ball where he's not having to twist backwards and fall down and do all this stuff because the quarterback at FIU was able to, to deliver that that ball consistently to him. Well, and a lot of the FIU stuff was very simple stuff, too. Like, yeah. you get it to him early in the play. Um, and I'm sure we'll see a lot of that, too. But you know, not just to him, but to other, to other guys as well. Hear me out, Zach. We yep. just did a fireside chat with three mm. receivers. Right. And they said that last year, the system was so complicated that they all played slower. <laughs> they all yeah. played slower. And when we asked them about Hugh Freeze's system, they said, hey, man, we can play fast. Right, we can play fast because it's simple. Jay Fair said it's really close to what I ran in high school. Um, these guys are excited about this system. If you had seen, seen, I, I encourage everybody to go watch it. Their faces light up. Yeah, we talk about, hey man, how dynamic can you guys be in this system? And they're like, oh man, we're having fun. The the vibe is just so much different, and we've right. talked about this, you know, at every level of the program and the fan base and, and all of that, but. The players have to enjoy what they're doing, and, and it seems to make sense to them more. I think they believe in what's happening, what's being taught to them more, which is all encouraging, which is all great stuff. Well, to my, to my point about what you said about what FIU uh, was doing being simple, I yeah. think what Hugh Freeze is doing is pretty simple as well, too, as far as the players are, are saying. 
Well, I, I think I said more about they just get it. They got it to him early in the play. Like okay, it was a one it. read. It was a mm -hmm. one read thing. And like Rivaldo was the guy. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know who the guy is in this offense. Like, I don't know who they're going to do that to the most. Do you say Jay Fair? I didn't, it didn't pick up. Do you say Jay Fair? <laughs> That's cool. I'm cool with that. Hey, whoever it is, though, I think they're going to be in yeah. a great situation for, for sure. sure. 100%. So, we'll see. Uh, there's a lot of discussion about the Auburn running back room. How could they handle it mm. with fall practice starting in just a week? We speculate next, right here on Locked On Auburn. I want to encourage you to join the Locked On Auburn Discord. It is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode uh, description down below. Also, Mike G, you mentioned the Fireside Chat. How can people find that as well as some other things that you have going up at the war report ah follow us on youtube at the war report on every social media pl platform and just look for uh, uh the fireside chat presented by golden's cast iron it was a great talk uh, if you want to get to know these players a little better that's a great se great segment to watch uh we talked football we talked life we talked what their motivations each one of those guys camden jay fair koi moore had an incredible story about why they get up and do it every day and I think the fans need to see this. I think that these guys are more than just helmets and numbers, and the Fireside yeah. Chat definitely will show you that. Any uh, quotes from Coy Moore that could go viral this year? Uh, I'm one of the best Madden players in the world. Okay. I don't think that in one will go world. as viral as the, the one from uh, last year. Yeah. We brought up Kayshawn Butte. Patriot and, legend? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, listen, he took the high road. But, uh, listen, I, I think – he thought there were 2,000-yard receivers in that room last year. Obviously, that was a bold statement. They didn't have 1,000 yards worth of opportunities, but these right. guys are really excited about what they can do, so we'll see what Coy The talent's does. there. The talent's there, mm -hmm. and now I think the scheme can finally use that talent. A lot of talent in the running back room, though, and there's a lot of speculation on Jarquez Hunter. How available will he be? Mm -hmm. And that's going to be the first thing that everybody looks at or asks about. Um when practice starts, is Jarquez Hunter there? And then if he's not, obviously, then what does it look like? Is Damari Austin the starter? What does Brian Batty look like in that role? Then Jeremiah Cobb, the true freshman coming in. How quick can he make an impact? Mm, one man, one hero. One guy had the balls to ask Hugh Freeze about this at media days. What about Jarquez Hunter? Uh, what he said. And his was, answer was. No comment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I can't right. talk. It's against university policy, which we all expected, but yeah, somebody did have to ask it. You sure. had to ask it. You had to ask some questions. Uh, yeah, from what we un from what we know, Jarquez Hunter is not in the facility. Uh, Auburn has not made an official statement about uh, any particular player being suspended, even though we know suspensions were handed out. And because of the nature of the situation, we, I think it's a safe bet to 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 say that Jarquez was one of those people who got one of those suspensions. Uh, I think this sets up Zach for them to reinstate him uh, either before the season starts or after the first two games. I expected a two-game suspension. Um, you know, from what I understood, and I won't get into the details, you can go to Twitter and find all that out. Um, there was definitely something that was punishable there. Um, and it's more about judgment, man, and making sure you're representing the team the way you, you you should be as a team leader, mm -hmm. as somebody who's looked at as a team leader. So if he's not available, what does that mean? Let's go back to the spring. Hugh Free said, we overlooked Demari Austin. He's way better than we thought. Right. right. And I think the timing of that's interesting, right? That was at the end of the spring. It was after mm -hmm. A-Day. And yep. so I think it means one of two things. Mm -hmm. And I think they're both positive for Demari. 
One is he's just telling the truth, and all those words are exactly what it means. There's no like subtle meaning or anything after that. Right. If he thinks, yeah, I overlooked him. He's great. Or two, he was recruiting him to stay because he wants to use him this fall. Or both, right? Both, both of those yeah. things could be true. All good. As well. Yeah, all good for Damari Austin. I, I, I talked to several folks um, that were at practice a lot more than we were able to be, Mike, and it mm-hmm. sounds like Damari w- had a great, great spring and warranted those comments from, from Coach Freeze. So I don't think that's surprising at all. I think Aubrey would be fine if he was the starting running back. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it'll be a factor come fall camp. Fall camp starts, for those of you who don't know, uh, on the 2nd of August. Um, these guys are in fall camp. It's the first day of fall camp. Uh, if I hear Batia is dealing, maybe dealing with some kind of a nagging injury right now. So yeah, uh, yeah. Freeze's comments about him weren't super great. Um, right. He broke his foot after a day mm-hmm. and had to get surgery. And I, my understanding of the situation is they thought he would be better at this right. point, and he's still battling it. Um, and Coach Freeze said something along the lines of like, he's ready. He, they, they just want him back quicker, but he's mm-hmm. doing fine. They just want him back quicker, which, of course, every coach is going to say that. Right. If you're Damari Alston, it's your time to shine. I, I, that's the point. If you're Damari Alston. You and got, Jeremiah Cobb. You're going to have, you're going to get more reps than you probably right. thought you were when you committed and signed. I, I was iffy about how many reps Cobb would get. This was something that came up over and over. How many sure. reps do you think Cobb is going to get this year? And I thought to myself, I was like, well, with, the transfer and Jarquez and Damari, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, do you save a year of eligibility? Now, listen, it's possible in the first four games he gets significant reps, and you can still save a year of eligibility, right? He's got four games he can participate in, and I don't think they're going to be worried about keeping his red shirt. You don't think so? Yeah, it's no. it's, it's a real old school way of thinking. I mean, he's so good. Kids play. He's kids so play. good. I mean, he's NFL good, man. Yeah, I, is there enough ball to go around, I guess, is my question between him and the three other guys. But yeah, but he's it, not going to stay five years anyway. And in the first few games, there definitely mm. uh, will be, I think. You know, Jarquez is suspended. So. There will be enough there will be ball, enough ball to go around. But you get these guys involved, and then you show off to potential recruits. Because, listen, you still got a recruiting class to finish out. Mm-hmm. That young guys, if they're good enough, will play. Despite having NFL talent at your position on the roster currently. Right. Hufri still has a recruiting job to do. And so in this running back room, it's going to be a really big part of it. Watch how he plays these guys. You need, there's no such thing as a bell cow back in college football anymore, really. They're rare because they get injured. They have one of the shortest lifespans of, of any position. And even at the pro level, nobody's really taken taking a running backs. In the top ten, unless well, and the ones that are going early, they're not like getting re-signed big money. Right. I mean, it took forever for Saquon to get his deal, and it was only a one-year deal, one year, eleven so, million dollars, right? Yeah. So, so I mean, just the way the way the profession now views the position is, I mean, it, there's a bunch of really good running backs. I, yeah, I get the whole argument for it. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're expendable. So uh, at the end of the day, you play a bunch of guys, sure, but Auburn has four really good guys. No and doubt. Injury always opens the door for somebody to step in. And Sean in Jackson's and well. not a bad fifth one, by the way. He's not. He's not at all. Uh, he is a battering battering ram between the tackles, a good short yardage back on the goal line. Yep. Uh, you know, I love this running back room. And again, something that came up during the fireside <laughs> when we asked them about opportunities, they were like, man, our, our running back room is dirty. So that may limit our opportunities some, but we're good with that because those guys are good. Mm-hmm. The belief that this team has 
in the leadership in the other position rooms, I think may pay, uh, uh, you know, dividends for Hugh Freeze this fall. It's amazing. Running back is going to be a huge part of it. Be sure to check out once again, Mike G and the War Report and their fireside chat. You guys did an outstanding job with that and other positions coming soon, right? Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, yeah, so you know, be we, sure we got quarterbacks on deck. Yep. So be sure you're subscribed to check out all of that and more. You can find all my written work at auburndaily.com and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.